amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Welcome to Verbal Pick Radio, where we give you a verbal image of life, and we are every day. People like to welcome you all to the show. Today we're going to discuss mental health. But I also want to let you all know, February 11th at 6502 Dixie Drive, Houston, Texas, Get ready for the South Park Coalition, the SUC Screwed Up Click. I'll be live at Cooking With Flavor for Murder One's Birthday Bash. You do not want to miss this historic event. Kicking off Super Bowl weekend is going down. Now, we know that Miss Chris, Chelsea Chris, was a USA um, pageant winner, right? Miss USA, who on Sunday was reported that she committed suicide by jumping out of her window at her apartment. And I heard that that was 64, uh, on the 64th floor in Manhattan. For those who remember Donny Hathaway on the January 13th, 1979, he jumped out of his 15th floor window at the Essex uh, house in Manhattan. He was 33 years old. She was 30. So she committed suicide, as they say, on January the 30th, and she was 30 years of age. Donna Hathaway was 1979, January the 13th, and he was 33 years old. The bigger question is, why does depression cause you to want to commit suicide? And do the, the do the drugs work that they give you? As black people in America, one strength that we had was we knew who we were. We understood racism. But one thing that kept us going was the fact that we had a lot of family reinforcements. You had your uncles, your aunts, your brothers, your cousins, your grandparents, and all of them would give you some words of encouragement, and they would give you your family lineage, your bloodline, where you came from, how special so-and-so was, what they built, how you are able to enjoy what you enjoy today. And and not, not, not in terms of... Uh, of, of wealth, but the expression of life. They would give you all the good characteristics about 
those that came before you or the or the history of your uncles or your family members when they were a youth, when they were your age and what they got into and what they had to overcome and what they built, which gave you some strong legs, right? It was always that way. And that, that helped fight off depression. And then you had those who could tell something was bothering you and they would pull you to a side. Sometimes you knew who they were. Sometimes you didn't know them. You were just in the store or walking down the street or in your neighborhood and they would see this look on your face and they'd tell you, hey, cheer up, what's the problem? You want to talk about it? You know, that was caring. You know, people genuinely cared. Now I could tell Miss Christ, she was solid. I mean, I this was a strong sister and I, we're going to delve into her story to see if we can find what what set her off. What was the final um, blow that said, you know what, I don't want to be here anymore. This world is so sick and ugly. Let, let, let me just take myself out of it. Let's delve. This is former Miss USA, Chesley Chris. Now, Chesley, Chris, she was a correspondent at Extra. She died in a fall from a high-rise building on Manhattan's west side where she had an apartment. The New York Police Department said her death was being investigated as a suicide. Right. That's what a uh, department spokesperson said. Extra, which also announced her death, provided a statement from her family that said Miss Chris embody love and serve others whether through her work as an attorney fighting for social justice as Miss USA and as a host on the show extra in the hours before her death Miss Chris shared a picture of herself on Instagram with the caption may this day bring you rest in peace talking about she left a message to herself, I'm believing. And she's telling herself, may this day right here, what I'm getting ready to do, bring her rest and bring her peace. Because obviously she wasn't at peace and she wasn't at and she wasn't resting. Something was eating at her uh, 70% of the time where she couldn't get any rest or peace. It just overwhelmed her and just kept bothering and kept bothering and kept bothering her. So... We're going to try to dig in. She was born April 28, 1991 in Jackson, Michigan, and moved to Charlotte, North Carolina, when she was a toddler, according to a profile. She later graduated from the University of South Carolina with a business degree and then earned an MBA and a law degree from Wake Forest University, right? Okay. Now, so she's educated. She she she's seeking the American dream. She's going to college like you tell your children. Grow up, go to college, land you a nice career, enjoy life, make money, save for your retirement, and travel. Okay. Now she joined the law firm in twenty seventeen that was based in North Carolina, where she focused on civil litigation. The firm said in a statement on Sunday that Miss Christ 
was a passionate advocate both in and out of the courtroom. After she was crowned Miss USA, she and Pointer Spruill agreed that she would go on sabbatically and she later left the firm according to its managing partner, Dan Cahill. Although Miss Christ worked as a lawyer for some time, she was no stranger to beauty pageants, and her mother won a beauty pageant and uh, was crowned Miss North Carolina in 2002. And she said, my mom was the second black Miss North Carolina, so I knew no matter what, I was going to compete, right? Now, in the midst of a writing career, Miss Chris told the Times in December 2019 that Downtime was the key to balancing her busy schedule, which included traveling for events as Miss USA and maintaining her blog, White Collar Glam, where she discussed affordable workplace fashion. Right? Now, think about it. She, she's a lawyer. She has a blog. She's Miss USA. She's achieving. She's accomplishing. She's accomplishing a lot of things, but still... Something's eating at her, right? In this sick society. So let's keep going so we can figure out what was going on. Okay, mental health was also a priority for Miss Christ, who said in a Facebook video in 2019 that she regularly spoke with a counselor. When I'm not talking to my counselor, I take time at the end of every single day to just decompress. She said, I unplug, I shut my phone off, I don't answer messages, I just sit and watch my favorite movie, right? Now, some of these drugs that they give people that suffer from mental health, some of the underlying side effects is the notion to commit suicide, so if you feel that way, you're supposed to call somebody. Okay. Now, a lot of black people don't go to therapists, well, because we were taught that let go and let God and keep moving on with your life and you have to have a spiritual foundation. That's black people, right? Sometimes you talk to these counselors who really are trying, but they don't they don't solve your problems. And they put you on this medication and and it becomes redundant that you're there talking to him every week about the same thing. And it's like, I'm I'm talking to you about the same thing. I'm not getting any answers to my problems. And it begins. And in, in that stance, it could become overwhelming over and over again, over and over again, about the same thing over and over again to where your mind settles and tells you, Hey, there's no way out. Right. We want to keep going. Miss Chris also used her rise to fame and presence on the pageant stage to make a statement about diversity. She described herself as a black woman of mixed race heritage and told the Griot in 2019 that she intentionally wore her hair naturally during the Miss USA pageant. Winning with my natural hair was really important to me because I thought this is the way that my hair grows out of my head, she said. 
I should be okay to wear my hair like this. Now, when you're in a systemic racist society, you need to be woke to what's going on so you can, first of all, understand you can mount up your defense and you cannot be bullied and pushed around, which also causes depression. She, think about it. She's in that uh, pageant. And everybody said, oh, you, you should look like this. Because at one point, the standard of beauty was how white women look. Here's a young lady saying, you know what? I'm going to grow my hair out naturally. And she won with her natural beauty and her natural hair, which was important. Why was it important? How many incidents you've seen where black guy wrestling, you can't wrestle with their hair, they take scissors out and embarrass him and cut his hair. Even uh, Colin Kaepernick in his uh, documentary, Black and White, talks about how they didn't like when he got his hair braided. And it's, and it's true. White people don't like for your hair to be braided. They don't like when you have afros. They they have a an, an opinion on how they think you should look when I'm not you. I don't give a damn what you think, how I should look or how I wear my hair. That's who I want to be. I don't want to be you. They try to mold you into them, which is impossible because we're not the same. Melanin does certain things to the body and grows your hair, and we melanate it. So we're not, we're in, we, so we're not you. We can share the same laughters, the same experiences, go to the same places, but that deep internal feel of who we are is different. So when you criticize somebody about the hair, or you can't work here, I mean. It, for God's sakes, they had to pass certain legislations of, of of natural hair or right to wear hair the way you want to get these people up off of indigenous hairstyles. Wow. In an essay published by Allure magazine last year, Miss Chris reflected on the challenges of growing of growing older and challenging conventional thinking about women's appearances and opinions. So another thing we got to tackle that bothered her, because I mean, think about it, this is a vanity world that she's in pageants and, you know, you have to have a certain amount of vanity to be in this industry. She said, look, I want to wear my hair the way I want to wear my hair without being bothered. I want to grow old without saying, man, you're 30, uh, you can't qualify for this job or to appear in this TV show or to appear in this pageant because you're past your prime. We, we're predators. We're going after the 17, 18 year old, which makes the, 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 the older ones that, that grew up in that world. And that was their passion. That was their career. Now it's like you're pushing them out of what they love to do because they can't control age as long as you're alive. Tired, the clock is ticking, and you're getting older. So it would make one say, well, hell, let me try to, to try to uh, cheat 
father time and old age, I can just end it now at 30 because I fear to see how society would judge her once she hit 50, 60. You're just useless. Uh, we don't have anything for you. Depends on her self-esteem. Because you got a lot of older models and actresses that still got a career that's still moving on. So, I mean, wow, man. This is just ramifications of a vain society. A grinning, crinkly-eyed glance at my achievements thus far makes me giddy about laying the groundwork for me. But turning 30 feels like a cold reminder that I'm running out of time to matter in society's eyes. So she felt like her back is against the wall. I want to wear my natural hair. Right. I don't want to get old. And I don't want society to start looking at me like, ooh, what happened to you? You're getting old and that look. Because, as again, this is a world of vanity. Wow. And she says, it's infuriating. She wrote, after a year like 2020, when you would think we'd learned that growing old is a treasure and maturity is a gift, not everyone gets to enjoy it. Wow. So, fears. Fear growing old. Right? Frustrated about racism in society where you can't be who you are. Right? She was making a statement. Like, wow, is, is this a society that we created, that we want to live in? Who's fighting to make it right? Why are we still fighting about the right to vote? Why are we still fighting racism? Why are we still, you know, why why should it be a need to do shows on racism? Because it exists, and you have to keep it in the forefront, because as soon as you're quiet about it, they'll come in and overtake you. But she's saying, man, 2022, and we still fighting the same thing? What type of world is this? I just end it all. I just end it. Going by my business. There's some sick people in this world, but you got to stay here to be in the fight to change it. Because you have an expression and a deeper knowledge because you are able to go where a lot of people can't go, so you fight where you're at to change it, right? And then you go back and tell the youth and those that's younger than you that, hey, you got somebody that's fighting to make a path for you, so don't you all give up and say, you know, the only 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 thing I can do in society is uh, be an entertainer athlete. As this lady was a lawyer. You know, all that counts is what I'm saying. Family matters, and if, if it's in a healthy way. If you got a family that just constantly criticizes this negative, just just hold your tongue till you get old enough to get the hell out of there and go live your life. But, wow, man, you know, wow. You know, uh, uh, wow. May, may, as she stated, may she receive the, rest and the peace 
that she was seeking because she couldn't get it on this side. She was saying she felt like she couldn't achieve it on this side. She felt like maybe she can get it on the other side. I don't know. I can't, I don't know. I have no idea if she actually got it. All I can say is, is uh, hope she uh, received it, what she was looking for. Tough, tough situation, tough subject, you know. Add up, add up. That's such a prime, you know. And she was a gorgeous, gorgeous lady. So, but, you know, but it says um, money, wealth, beauty, achievements. You know, it's it's not everything. But it matters and it counts, but it's not everything, you know. And. Uh, the knowledge of who you are and the love of oneself is very, very, very important. Verbal Radio, we're out. And make sure you come join us February 11th for the SPC, the SUC, that Southwark Coalition. That's uh, screwed up click. That's murder one's birthday bash and concert February 11th. Y'all come out. Uh, it's gonna be from uh, let's say nine until two a.m. Uh, sixty five zero two Dixie Drive. That's Houston, Texas. Sixty five zero two Dixie Drive. Man, everybody gonna be in the house. Cliche, Superfly, Devin, V, Jaime gonna be in the house. You know, Slim Minister, K. Reno, Street Military, Billy Cook. Come on, man. Lost Grace, Klondike Cat, Point Blank. Man, we got a full studied event, man. Make sure y'all in the building. It's going down. Verpick Radio, we'll be in the house outside because we wanted the sponsors. And we out. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com.